this though. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I usually don't. I usually just do it. <laughs> oh shit. Right. That's all good. All right. This is episode six of the Powell Show. I'm your host, Clayton Powell. We're recording from the firehouse today. I've got a very special guest, my battalion chief, Chief Chris Red. And um, before I introduce him more, I just wanted to make sure you guys follow the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and this has been super fun. So everybody that's been listening, I really appreciate it. And so, Chief, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, man. And the first thing I want to talk to you about is... So you're my battalion chief here, and then you're also a full-time firefighter paramedic, and uh, you have a you're a private business owner, and a fire and EMS instructor, a father, a husband. How do you? What's the key to balancing all these important roles in your life? Oh, because I'm sure it could get pretty like it's hard to have all your eggs in those baskets. Um, organization, um, and you know, I mean, supportive coworkers, supportive family and wife, which I have. Uh, all that stuff together, it, it, you know, to have that work-life balance is crazy, but you have to have a very understanding family um, and, and a group of guys and girls here at the firehouse, you know what I mean, that support everything you do as well, so. Yeah, once I started rattling off all those things, you're like, wow. I, yeah, man, that's, that's, that is a lot. You gotta I mean, you know a little bit about me, apparently. Creeper. Yeah, I'm stalking so, you. Yeah. But when something goes off of your like normal routine with all those things though like your um you recently had a back injury how does that like throw every all the other stuff off and how'd you get to deal with that it there was a lot of questionable moments you know there was a lot of things i was just like man you know i feel like i'm out of touch you go to the firehouse and it doesn't seem like i've been there for a while or you know not being able i haven't taken a run since the middle of august as a participating you know really participating member and that it has been the longest period in my uh, um, short but uh, very happy career. Uh, that was the longest part of time I have never been able to take a run. And it, there were some days it was really down. Um, and a lot of things that got me through that, you know, we're still swinging in, having a cup of coffee, still talking to the guys, uh, talking to my wife a little bit about it, you know, because um, it was just like, you know, the, the fire service is, is a part of me. You know, it, yeah. I, I've, it's all I've ever wanted to do. It's all I've ever, um, you know, ever really had an interest in, you know, since my parents were on the job when I was a kid, you know, as volunteers here. Um, but, uh, and then a lot of that was just trying to keep, yeah, not being at work, but trying to keep focused on the job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my side business is selling fire equipment. It keeps me involved. But I mean, I'm still reading about it. I'm still watching podcasts and, you know, geeking out, watching fire videos and, yeah. and being down here trying to see what you guys are training on or, you know, um, trying to see what I can learn and keep, you know, keep the uh, keep the flow going. You know what I mean? Trying yeah. to, you know, focus on the mission at the end of it. Yeah, I'm sure that's been tough being like still trying to stay in it. I, I mean, you're definitely one of those like all in all the time people, which I admire. And I admire when people have like legacy or, you know, like you said, your family has been in the fire service. No one in my family has really been in the fire service except my great grandpa was a volunteer. So I think it's going to be really cool to, I'm great. I'm grateful that I started here and I can start like my family's, you know, like legacy if my kids end up wanting to do that. But just, I think I've gotten a great opportunity to like start my career and everything. So yeah, I, I like hearing how different people handle those things like i'm sure the like 
your setback and everything was tough? It, I mean, it's been, it's been challenging, but you know, um, nothing worse than seeing trucks, you know, run by your house on a fire on a call. and like, man, I'd love to go, you know, love to go help or, or, you know, whatever, you know, go be a part of it. Um, you know, but you know, a couple months, you know, we'll get back you know, I didn't plan on a back injury. So it actually got me thinking about future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I re-enrolled in college to finish a, a fire service administration degree, awesome. um, which I know is going to hopefully benefit me and, and people that I work with and work for and my family, you know, for, for the rest of my career. Um, you know, uh, and I think it's just a desire to always want to be better and want to learn. Um, that's kind of what's, you know, if I'm reading something at home, it's generally got to do with the fire service. So my wife really, she, you know, she, I was in the fire service when we got married and she's been supportive since, since day one, that's um, awesome. you know, and that's something not everybody has or gets to experience. And, and I got pretty lucky there with getting to experience yeah. that. I remember right when I started here and I, you saw that I got engaged, you were like, you better make sure that your, um, significant other knows what you're getting into because obviously you need a very supportive family and like significant other to be able to go through all this stuff. Oh yeah. She, uh, I encourage anybody that's getting married to, uh, um, or, or in a serious relationship to bring their spouse or significant, soon to be spouse and significant other to the firehouse, um, to see what you do, what you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have them reach out to, you know, other wives or, or husbands, you know, depending on which end of the coin and, and see what they go through, you know, cause it's not, I'm not the only one in the fire service. My wife and kids are in it too. Yeah. And they have to feel that they're included. Um, and I want to include them, you know, right now COVID and everything's got everything kind of changed, but you know, we may be a part-time and volunteer organization out here, but Saturday nights is still pizza night, you know, mm-hmm. when, aside from the COVID, Saturday nights is still pizza night, and Sweet Corn Festival here is still the Sweet Corn Festival, where families show up and are around our, you know, our crews all day long, all week long, and, um, you know, we do have a great group of, uh, great group of wives around here right now that all, I think, try and communicate and bounce things off of each other and, and, and support, you know, support us when, when we do the job. Yeah. That's something I'm excited for. I've only been in the fire service since COVID, but I hear all these great stories, and I can't wait to like be able to get more people at the table. You know, like we always talk about the. I've listened to a podcast called The Kitchen Table. It was like a Columbus thing, and we only have like a few guys here. And once you get to meet all their families and everything, you get to see why people are, you know, what people's motivation is and everything. Absolutely, yeah, man. It's. Uh just you have your family at both places but it's like they're all intertwined you know um, I have very few friends um, outside of the fire service and I think a lot of that has to do with there's only certain people that can relate a lot of lives to each other you know a lot of what mm-hmm. each other goes through and in the fire service it is that your your co-workers can relate to what you go through you know and uh, my brother said it best when we moved out of the old station it is a firehouse is not just a firehouse right it's family counseling, marriage counseling, it's, it's financial advice, you know, mm-hmm. some good and some bad, uh, financial advice. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of all of the above, you know, other than, you know, let's call it expert, uh, true certified expert yeah. advice. You know, the firehouse is a place where you can get things off your chest and, 
and, and communicate with like-minded individuals or people that have more than likely gone through the same thing you're going through. Um, and, you know, a lot of it does tie back to this job that, that they can communicate with you about. Yeah. I saw that from, a like, my first taste of the fire service when I was in high school doing ride-alongs and stuff. I just saw the – that's the first thing that drew me to wanting to get in this, in this career is the camaraderie and how – everyone like well they were joking around with each other and doing all this stuff but they were like talking about hey what are we gonna do after work we're gonna we're all gonna go out to breakfast like how's your wife and all this stuff like they really just yeah you you got a lot of people to call if you need something you you do it's one big you know help help circle or whatever you want to call it one big family tree because i've been in positions you know with this back injury right i was um on the upswing and then uh the the injury kind of i don't know if we want to call it intensified um but it did intensify to a point where i was kind of bedridden there for about 10 days and the amount of support love phone calls text messages um you know porch drop-offs and at the same point in time i contracted and was sick with covid during that right so it was just like all this love from everybody that had to do with the firehouses and, and it when it comes down to helping each other, it's not Millersport or, or Thurston or Violet or these other departments. It's, hey, bro, what do you need? Yeah. We're, we're there for you. You know, that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had some great experiences for the people that say that the brotherhood is, is gone, sisterhood, brotherhood is gone. Those are the ones that either aren't all into it themselves and don't believe that it exists or don't try to make it what they think it should be. Yeah. And they they have to do that. You know, you said a couple months ago, yeah, all in. You have to be all in. And your yeah. wife has to be all in. Your husband has to be all in. Your kids have to know what you go through. Um, my, my daughter was having some bad dreams because she watched a, a music video or something where this guy was in a... He was a firefighter in this video and, and it scared the crap out of her because of what this guy went through. You know, and I had to sit down and explain to her because she didn't want to sleep some nights about it. You know what I mean? And that's that's yeah. that's a real concern that a, a child has. You know, so you had to encourage her to under you know encourage her and then inform her and help her understand what it is that we do and the risks that we take, why we take them, as well as what we do to prepare, you know, to mitigate that risk. Yeah. What we do to um, you know get ready for hopefully that that day that never happens to anybody, right? We we all wanna we all wanna go in our sleep after a great fun filled you know and and completely fulfilled life, and I that's how I hope to go, um, yeah. you know. But uh, you know that your family's gonna have that concern. They're they're gonna have those worries. Yeah. Even in my very early career, I'm only 20 years old, but my. Um, family has said i'll say like i went on a fire like it was so fun and i got to do this and this and they're just like they're just so worried for me right off the bat which i'm glad i have a support system but i'm like i try to explain to them too like you know we train for bad situations and sometimes you can do everything right and still you know be on the bad end of the stick so absolutely man and just like um I told you this morning it was pretty emotional talking about the seven-year anniversary anniversary of the two Toledo firefighters that died. I mean, I've I've heard a story about one of them. I don't want to pronounce their names wrong, but I've heard that they're. I mean, you can still do everything right and not make it. So it's just day, part. Right, it's just part you of the. You can only control so much. Yep. Right. So much of that run or the next 
the next run, right? So you never, you do never know. And that, yeah, it's always got to be back in your mind because if you don't have a little bit of fear, if you don't have some fear whatsoever, man, it, then you could become careless. Then you, you know, then who knows what the hell's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, so with all that being said, let's talk about some highlights. Do you have a singular, like, favorite part of the job besides, like, the brotherhood and camaraderie and everything? Do you have, like, a single, like, niche or something that you like, a certain run or something that you like to do the most? Uh, well, for a guy that hasn't taken any in five months, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd take any run right now. I'd take a, a you know, a, a lift assist or, a, you know, a, a you know, a, a, a sick person. Um... <laughs> You know, I would say one of my one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I mean, who who wouldn't want to go be first in on the nozzle? You know, and and I told you about a, another podcast to, to maybe listen to, and he always yeah. asks what their favorite position, and, or what their rank or favorite position is, and and there's been a lot of people on there that, are, or I'm sorry, not even really a lot, but a couple people that say it's whatever position you're in that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you're the if you're the the engineer, dude, that's that's your position for the day. So it better be your favorite for the day, right? Mm-hmm. It better be what your mind and body are focused in and everything that's like true. that. And I think it goes to the same when you're in whatever rank. What rank are you in? If you're in that that lieutenant role, that firefighter in charge role, which you have sometimes here, you better be all in, and that better be your favorite position to be in, right? So you do the best of your ability, and and you learn about that position and, you know, so on and so forth. But if I had to pick a favorite type of incident, let's put fires aside because everybody loves to go to fire. Yeah. Um, I was blessed to work in another department where we got into a lot of good car wrecks. We had a lot of interstate. Um, and, you know, you know, it, it was unfortunate, obviously, for whoever was involved in the wreck, but you, yeah. you just hoped that if you're going to wreck that you were going to work. You weren't just directing traffic, right? You wanted yeah. to be stabilizing cars, cutting cars, getting victims out that were that were injured, right? Because that's what we signed up to do, right? right? We signed up to protect life and property and, and you know, you, but you hope that when you get to the job and you, we get to work, that you get to use the skill set that you've yeah. obtained, you know, the skill set you've, you've gotten certified for and, and tried to hone in on and, and, you know, get better at for however long your career is. You hope that when you go to work, you get to use those skills that day. You know, so right. whether that's a good or good answer or not, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with that one. So that was a great answer. I think that's a great point about sticking to your role that you are for the day. Cause like sometimes when like I've been the engineer a lot lately, the pump operator and I'm like, I have like a, that's my mindset for the day is like, you know, is what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get water, how I'm going to give people water. Like the same with being third seat today. I'm like, all right, what tool am I taking? What? You know, so that's yeah. a great point. Right. Well, I mean, all of the above, right? What line to pull, you know, I mean, it, could, it, it the list goes on and on, but it's just, hey, that's, it's no different than when you're checking the truck or when you're checking the, the air pack, right? That's, that's my truck today. That's my air pack today. This is my nozzle today. Yeah. This is my line today. If it's not, if it's not stacked or, um, you know, um, bedded the way I want it, I'm going to pull it out, stretch it and reload it real quick the way I want to pull it or, you know what I mean? Making sure that it's going to yeah. do you know, give me the best advantage when time to use it, right? Same thing goes with your your truck, uh, you know, whether it's your medic truck, your fire truck, or whatever, right? Yeah. You have those sets of tools you're going to use that day that you own it, right? And that's how you got to look at it. So that's how I think a lot of people have to look at their career. You have to own it. You have to. Yeah. Nobody wants to be remembered when they retire as 
the guy that was 75% yeah. or the guy that only came in every day for 50%. The, the guy that, the guy that was showed up, got to wear the shirt and collected his pension. And when he left, he wasn't still in, you know what I mean? No. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm different, you know, um, cause I get to leave work and I get to come home to a community that I get to serve in out here. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets to do that or has that opportunity. Um, so if you're listening out there and you can go be a volunteer fireman somewhere, go do it. Go absolutely do it. Um, there's a community that needs, that needs some help. So that's very true. I never really knew that much about volunteer firefighters until I started working here, like how they actually like work with, if there's an on duty crew or if it's all volunteer, how that works. So I think that's really interesting. I mean, we're blessed here. I've seen all, I've seen so many off duty people come on runs and it's just like, it's just so much better when more people show up to help, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're blessed when I sit here and look at our roster. Um, it, it includes a lot of the officers here, but when I look at our roster and I see that there's about 20 or 22 people that still live in our community that have a radio that can take a run, um, make a difference, whether that's stopping in, you know, going to the scene, whatever, you know, that, that makes, that makes our administration feel good that we still have that many in our community and yeah. encourage anybody else that lives in Walnut Township that if they want to serve that give us a call or, you know, we'll put you through the training, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because that is what I remember. That's how I started. You know, I didn't just walk into a part-time job yeah. here. Even, even when I volunteered here, you still didn't just walk into a part-time job. You had to prove yourself. Um, and, 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 you know, the great part about all those guys from off duties, they all come from different backgrounds. Some of them career firefighters, some of them, uh, truck drivers and, uh, you know, uh, truck drivers, farmers, street, street department workers or road workers, man. Yeah. But you know, when they come here, they come here to serve their community. They come here to work with us, and 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 we do that. You know, we do that really well. We 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 are definitely blessed to have all of those members here. I feel like sometimes they even appreciate it a little bit more that, like when they go on runs, they're like, you know, this is so cool, and that we get to do this stuff. And absolutely right. And and back in the day, right? Yeah, now they get compensated a little bit, but I mean, they used to do it for free. When my parents were on, they did it for one dollar. They got one dollar at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, and, and um, you know, I sit up here on my shelf, right, in my office, and I have the pager that my, a pager that my parents carried, you know, and I That's have, awesome. I have a Plectron that they used to be alerted to sitting at home, you know, um, so I still have their badges and I have their uniforms because it's important to me, you know, the history of this fire department, right, is, uh, it's, we're in our 96th year as a Millersport fire department. That's wow. pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and so much has changed, right. Even since I've been here, but I remember it as a little kid, you know, and you talk to some of the other officers around here that have been here 30 years. Some of them have been here, you know, over 40. Um, so, so the changes that have just taken place, you know, is, is, is unreal. Um, but it's like, you know, we got this new beautiful building that we're in, Mm -hmm. right. Not that. The, the old station was great. That was home. It smelled like a firehouse. It looked like a firehouse yeah. when you walked in, right? Gear was, you know, racks were hanging on. I have some of my favorite pictures um, that are the pictures of the gear racks after a, after a fire one night, man. Yeah. And they're all just filthy, haven't made it to the washer yet, you know, or that yeah. might have even been before we had a gear washer where you just scrubbed them down with a truck brush and hung them up to dry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know you could just tell 
that everything was hanging. It was silent. You know what I mean? It was like a, not a methodical, but it was just something, something about it when you walked in and you got that smell. I remember when I was 16 and I came back as a junior firefighter and it was like, I walked in and it brought all these childhood memories back from when my parents were on. Yeah. When we lived across the street, we would come over for hang out with dad on training nights or car, you know, card when it, when the department would have card games or breakfasts, you'd come over and, you know, we ran around with all the other kids that some of them are here today as employees and firefighters, you know? So, um, it's, it, it, it's crazy, it, yeah. but it, it is amazing at the same time. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, of course, have you ever got to look back at your time in the fire service so far and been like, yeah, that's like, I've, I've had some really cool moments like that. Or do you, are you just always looking forward? No, I think you have to, you have to reminisce. You, you have to, you know, you can't go back and change the past, but you surely don't want to forget it because it brought you to where you're at. You know what I mean? The people that wore, uh, the people that wore that, that first Motorola pager that was ever built, you know, those people have something to tell. Those, you know, that's, that is part of history. There's other, you know, pieces and parts up here on my desk of history, you know, um, an, an old automatic fog nozzle or, 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 you know, whatever that's running around this building that is history, you know. So I think you always have to look at that stuff. And, it, and, and I love sitting down with newer guys and, and with um, other officers or guys that have been in for a long time and saying, hey, you ask them why they're here. Ask him how they got here. You know, I did it to the chaplain not long ago. Our, our chaplain has been here on and off as a member, as a firefighter, an EMT intermediate, and then a uh, you know now as the chaplain. But for the same better part of forty years, he's been in and around this organization. Imagine the stories. Imagine the lessons mm-hmm. that you could learn from him. Um, and they are they. I guarantee they're all not fire related. They're not fire department related. They're just life lessons. You know, you really de- learn, if you put your phone down, you can really learn how to communicate here. Because only, I'd say, 10% of this job is out taking runs. The other 90% of the time in your 24-hour shift or your time throughout the year is dealing with people yeah. with emotions, dealing with people that, uh, you know, have different quirks about them that they might not be necessarily like uh you know they might not be completely like-minded um you know dealing with those people trying to get on the same page trying to find out how they learn or them trying to find out how you learn you know if we put the phone down and we talk about things you know we always say when people walk in oh what do you guys know we're solving the world's problems well if you think about it put when you put the phone down and you grab your cup of coffee and you have an adult conversation between two people or ten people you can solve a lot of problems. Get a pen and paper out and then see how many problems you solve. Let's identify those problems and then solve them. You know, um, I tell people all the time if they have a personal conflict, if you grab that cup of coffee with that adult conversation and you both remember that each other, we're, we're both people. Mm-hmm. We both understand different things, right? And half of it's he said, she said bullshit anyway. Yeah. Hey, Get on the same page over this cup of coffee. Move on and go about your business. You know, because when the, the tones go off, right, personal conflicts, they have to go out the window, especially in a community where one-third of the members of this fire department live. Personal issues and agendas have to go away. 
they have to go away everywhere, but they surely better go away here, you know? So. Yeah, I think you said that once before, and that stuck with me about the how much time you're spending just dealing with people and how much time you're spending actually doing the job or like going on runs and stuff. And it's like, you got to be able to perform on the job. But I think working here, I've gotten to grow up a lot in a short period of time and gotten to see other people's differences and other people's walks of life and like got to learn how you guys have your families here and how important that is to take care of them and everything. So I, I think that's a great point about just being able to talk to someone one-on-one about if you guys have a problem or mm-hmm. if you just want to, you know, just be able to communicate with people instead yeah. of just being on your phone. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, there's so many people, you know, I've worked with, I've worked at several full-time fire jobs. Um, I've only worked at one true volunteer department and that was here, but I've worked, you know, a few career jobs and every time I left, it wasn't because of personal problems or anything like that. It was, to better my family, my career, whatever, those were the reasons, right? Nothing personal against all of them. But with that being said, I've worked with plenty of people that were in their 20, 23rd, 24th, 25th year doing the job, and they come in dreading to go to work every day. And that's sad. You know, um, they need to, when you talked about the past, they need to remember what it was like that first day they came in. And let's not maybe even say their first day, because you come in your first day, you're nervous, right? You're you're shaking. You don't know what's happening, what's yeah. going to go down. What you don't even have the expectation. Hell, you may not even have your name on your shirt yet, you know. So let's go your first shift after a year, right? And you're still you still have that bug. Without the past, they wouldn't remember what that felt like. They need to remember that. And 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 I had that struggle with this injury, man. Like man, what if you know? What if what if this got worse? And what if what if this changed my life forever? You know, it could have, absolutely right. I mean, a back injury is no back injury, back surgery, right? That's no joke. Um, and don't think that that didn't cross my mind a little bit. But at the same point in time, man, it's like you know what? I got to do what the doctor says. I got to do what the physical therapist say. Get back to work because. There, there's nothing out there that's going to get me as excited to get up every day in the morning as this. Yeah. You know, my wife hates it. She's going to listen to this probably, and she's going to be like, yeah, you're right. I hate it. I get up at like 5.45 every day, no snooze, jump up, you know, regiment and out the door because I'm so excited, even now that I'm on light duty. What did you say? She hates what? I'm sorry. She, she, she hates the fact that I, uh, I'm so happy and chipper in the but morning you're so every day. Oh, dude, I'm amped to go to work. And That's when, awesome. when I got the ability to go back to light duty, um, you know, on my shift at work, I mean, it was like my first day all over again. Cause I just, I got to go to the firehouse. Yeah. I got to go to the firehouse, you know, and, and grab whatever my coffee and beat it and, you know, get to the firehouse, you know, an hour, 45 minutes, hour early, I'm not going to go take a run because, you know, I'm on light duty, right? There's only so much I could do, but I get to be there. That's, you know what I mean? And feel that that it, firehouse energy that I feel is such a part of me, right? I've seen you here bright and early with your brother. When oh, I wa- man, I'll wake up walking there. What's right? up, guys? What's up, bro? <laughs> be, because seriously, when, when you have that encounter with that first person of the day, you don't want it to be somebody that's going to you know, make you turn your head or you don't, you don't want it to be somebody that's going to bring your mood down. Right. So yeah, I will be the first one generally like, Hey morning, what's up? You know, want a cup of coffee, whatever. 
But at the same point in time, sweating the small stuff, completely different topic, but sweating the small stuff will totally just sidetrack you from whatever you're doing. I agree. You know, focus on the end goal and then create a new goal. These are some these are some great things. I could just listen to you talk, no, don't keep talking. That. But no. um, with the you've mentioned coffee a few times. I didn't I didn't really like coffee before getting into <laughs> firefighting stuff, but now I do. But it's bigger than that, obviously. Like the um, the talks you get to have with people, and I think those little interactions every day and those like attitudes, because it's easy to get. Um, Captain Lash from Columbus always talks about stinking thinking. Yep. And if I ever find myself like thinking negative about something or sweating the small stuff, because I do that sometimes, I'll be like, just get away from it. And I start, and then I'll go talk to someone on the crew, and then I just I feel better, you know. If you just so that's funny. You were talking about him and thinking negative. Um, I I never worked for him. I've met him several several times and whatever, and, and it's every time's been a pleasant experience. Every single time. Yeah. And, he, and I feel like I'm sure he's the same with everybody. He treats you like you worked for him. He treats you like you're one of his, one of his kids or whatever. You know, yeah. hey, how you doing? He was you my know? instructor. And I guarantee if I, if if somebody said, hey, do you know him? Does he know me? He's gonna be like, oh, I'm sure I met him. But other than that, right? But it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter to him. And that's yeah. the way it's got to be with anybody. You know, um, for the person you're walking down the street that won't make eye contact with you, tell them good morning and see if they do. Tell them, hey, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? You know, and see if they do, right? Um, but you mentioned a minute ago about negative thinking. Negativity is a, is the flu in the firehouse. Yeah. Contagious. It is so contagious. Um, you know, so that's one of those conversations that it is, if it is negative, you either inject your positive into it, right? Yeah. And say, hey, wait. Okay, we've, we've talked about a problem for 10 minutes. We know what the problem is. Let's put that shit aside and let's talk about what can we do to fix this problem. Or, in some cases, you don't want that negativity to come into you and also you don't want to be associated with it down the road, right? Tell a friend, tell a fireman. Somebody's going to know. Right. So, best bet is to just either inject your positive into this negative situation mm-hmm. or walk out and go somewhere else. Go do something else. Go do something positive for you, for your crew, for your department or division. Go out and do that instead. Yeah. You know, um, it will absolutely bring bring you down, bring morale down, you know, right? And when people's morale down and they're negative all the time, they're not want to go want to go train. They're not going to perform at the highest level possible when that's what every person that calls nine one one expects you to do. Right. So what's that going to do? Then guess what? Sheds a negative light on your crew, your organization, or whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it it's a, it's like a domino effect. Yeah, that, yeah, that quote he said when he talked about stinking thinking, he's like, I've been, like, you guys think I'm the happiest person ever and everything, but it's because all those times where I have to consciously think about, like, stop being negative, and I've been fortunate, like, I've had a lot of guys, like, every time I work with people, they'll, you know, they're positive, and they'll, like, make us have a great day, and Captain Lash said another thing that, like, a 24-hour shift can go by really fast when you're with people that you like, or with people that just get along and are there for the right reasons, you know? Absolutely. And some can just draw on forever and ever, but it's it's what you get out of it and what you put into it at the same time. I agree. Do you have, you've been given a lot of good advice, but do you have anything off the top of your head that you wish someone would have told you when you were younger about just the fire service in general um, or a specific thing? 
Ooh. Oh, I'm trying to think here. I, I mean, there, I would say that some great advice that I did get when I was younger, let's go, can we go with that? So yeah. Is, you know, that the fire service is such a small world, but the small world kind of is all over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to remember that it, it takes 10 years to build up a reputation, but it takes five seconds to lose that reputation. Very true. You know, um, so it's always in the back of your mind, you know, call it faith, call it, you know, your conscience, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, you know, is this right? Is this the right thing? You know, or, um, you know, you have somebody, somebody else that you say, well, you know, what would they do? Who, who's somebody looking at? What wonder what they would do in that, in this situation. So, you know, always be thinking, you know, before you act, you That's know, um, and no matter where you go, you're, if you're on the job somewhere, paid career, volunteer, doesn't matter. You are a member of that organization wherever you go, yeah. whatever you're doing, you know, and that's one thing I tell um, my wife or whatever. If she's ever going somewhere and something happens or, you know, she's traveling or whatever, just get to the nearest firehouse. That's cool. They're going to let you in. You tell them, hey, my husband's a fireman, my dad, you know, whatever. They're going to help you. They'll take they're, care. They're going to tell you to figure it out. Same thing if you're going on vacation. Go to the nearest firehouse. Say, hey, man, where do we eat? Where should we go? Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what's great about conferences is you go to a conference, it's all networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great training, great learning, great knowledge and experiences, and, and but it's all about networking, you know. Um, I, we're talking about this right now, and I'm talking to a guy from Michigan on my computer earlier because I want to talk to him about um, – some ladder training because he's a ladder guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. earlier I talked to a buddy of mine down in Delray uh, Beach, Florida, um, about a business he started, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just you go to these places, you, you get to know them because it is such a small world, but it is it is so tight-knit yeah. that anywhere you go, they can help you. Yeah. Um, and I wish when I was younger, I would have learned about finances a little bit more. Mm-hmm. For anybody that's young out there in the fire service, if you're not investing in your future... You need to be doing it. You're not paying into a deferred comp or anything like that. Um, you need to be doing it. You know, you got to pay yourself first, and that might not be liquid money right in your hand, but it's paying yourself by investing in your future, your family's future at the end of it. So yeah. definitely. That's something I've been trying to learn more about is investing and, like, set myself up for a good future, like, financially and, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. It's good stuff. What are some, what are some goals that you'd like to achieve from now until the end of your career? As, uh, if if that's like with your personal business or your um, career job. Well, no, my uh, you know my brother and I own a own a fire equipment company together. Um, it is uh, turned out to be a lot more than we ever thought or hoped it could be, and it's you know no really other way to describe it other than a blessing. Um, we get to work together at our full time job. Our volunteer part-time job. Yeah. We live like eight houses apart, and we own a company together. So we're kind of stuck with each other. <laughs> but at the same point in time, uh, you know, we always have we, we we tell people we don't fight, we don't argue. We have we have passionate conversation. Um, awesome. So you know, with with our business, it's it's going really well. Um, you know, I don't know that we want to see it grow much more than it is because we don't want it to take away 
time from more time from our families and from everything else that we have going on. Yeah. Um, you know, like I told you with the back injury, uh, I signed myself back up for college to finish a bachelor's degree. Um, I know degrees don't put out fires, um, yeah. but again, putting out fires is only a portion of what we get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a current position, at least that has administrative responsibilities, I feel that it's definitely going to help me understand, you know, this side of the desk a little bit better. Um, and at the same time, understand what, what our people get to go through. Um, so finishing that degree, you know, and, and, you know, planning for the future is just to stay healthy, stay happy and, and, you know what I mean? And stay mission focused. That's what we all wish for. I mean, even in fire school, I remember everyone talk about like, everyone wants us to have a great long career, great, long, healthy retirement and everything. The main takeaway I'm getting from, or one of the takeaways I'm getting from all of this is like staying busy. Like you said, stay busy, listening to, you know, listening to people that can help you learn and doing like how you have your um, business, you have this job, that job, your family. Like I think when people get down in the dumps and they aren't in a good mood, I think it's because they're not really, they're not doing what they love or they're just not doing enough. You know, they're like, they're not staying busy. Yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with rest, right? Your body yeah. needs it, right? Your body needs to sleep well. You know, I will say that's one thing I did notice, right? Um, with not having to go to work or, or all the time or being on light duty a little bit is I do sleep a little bit better, you know, at night. But a lot of that is because I'm not concerned about what's going on here necessarily because I, I can't get up and go take that call right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will say that, there's nothing wrong with a day of rest, right? Uh, you know, Kelly's like, why don't you just sit down? We don't like to, right? If, if, if I'm up, I'd rather, you know, yeah, a little bit of TV is okay every now and then, but I'd rather not necessarily spoil myself with TV when I can go do something or there's a purchase order to do, or I got new, new, you know what I mean? I got new product. You know I mean? Last night I sat with my kids, um, for probably an hour, hour and a half. And we had, and we had a, uh, a Lego house building contest. Right. Um, but that's, <laughs> that's cool. what it's about. Right. I put the laptop away and put my phone away and, you know, took the time for them, you know, and, yeah. and what's crazy is that me time for me is doing something fire related that yeah. to some people that sounds crazy. Right. They're like, nah, dude, do this, do that. Well, in the summertime I boat, right. Uh, I love, I'm going to eat my words. I love my pontoon boat, right. <laughs> um, never thought I'd own one, but you know, that is me time. But what happens on the, when you get out of the lake? You can look at stuff for runs, like well, look at right, the layout. Right. Of the... I go boat at a lake that's in our own community. Yeah. Right. So I get to learn more about the lake, but who am I boating with? Firemen. What are we talking about? Yeah. Runs. Fire shit. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Um, you can't truly get away from it. Um, you know, and like I said, man, having that supportive family, it's killer, right? And it's, it's on both sides. My in-laws are great. My parents are awesome. You know, we, (laughs) we were at Roosters earlier and an engine company drove by and my dad's like, Hey, where are they going? Cause my dad had just walked into the same Roosters. You know what I mean? He said, Hey, where are they headed? I texted him real quick. said, Hey, they're headed here. You know, that's what's cool. I love doing that. He's he's still... (laughs) He, he's been off the fire department for a long time, but it's like he's still into it because we're into it, you know. And and for Christmas two years ago, I found there was an article written. I don't know who it was written by off the top of my head. And it was, you know, the things my dad, the volunteer, taught me. 
I saw and that. it was so good. I, I framed it and gave it to him um, because it wasn't just about the fire service. It was about teaching you to be, yeah. be selfless. You know what I mean? Go out and put yourself out there for other people and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, working for your community and giving back and all that kind of stuff. And that was something that both my parents instilled, you know, in us. Yeah. You know, we lived across the street, man, from, yeah. from old station one. It was, you heard the siren go off or the plectron or the pager and either one or two of them went out the door. You know what I mean? And that was an experience I'll never, ever forget and always remember, um, you know, not everybody gets to have, have that, but that having that family that supports you, you know, is, is freaking paramount. Yeah. I always like hearing those stories about how you said your parents would go, go right across the street and stuff. Yep. But since I didn't have that, um, I didn't really get introduced to the fire service until like late in my high school, a little bit of something that prepared me for the fire service, I think is being a part of organized sports. Cause it was the first yep. time I got to really be a part of something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And my football coaches were the same way. They would talk about life and talk about, we want you to be good fathers when you grow up and everything. Yeah. And they would talk about like, when you go, I went to Licking Heights. They're like, when you go somewhere, if you're doing something good or bad, you're representing Licking Heights football and you're representing your family. So yeah. when I hear you say those things, it's like, obviously it's a lot bigger here, but I got, I'm glad I got something to, you know, take me into right the fire service. No, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And that's, I think it's what we want for everybody. That's what we want for our kids. It's what we want for our coworkers. And yeah. Hey, man, we want you to be happy, healthy, you know, and no guys that have gotten out of the fire service. If the fire service doesn't make you happy, I'm okay with that, man, because you need to be happy. You yeah. know, if, if you want to go be an electrician, go be an electrician. Go for it. Just be the best electrician you can be, right? Just like, yeah. I want to be a good firefighter, and you want to be, you know, I want to be a good medic, right? All, all the above. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's with any position you hold, whether it's in society, in your family, or in your career, you should always want to be better at it. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree. Just like if people are stuck in a job that they kind of just fell into, I always tell them, like, if I know people that are like, oh, my job is this and that, I'm like, well, just honestly, if you try to get better at it or think of things to make work more fun. Yeah. then it can really go a long way. And like your coworkers that you like, if you're just talking about how much work sucks, like talk about, you know, talk about something All else right. besides work. If you can find out why they got into it. Yeah. You know, maybe they didn't fall into it. Maybe it was a, a family trait. Maybe, you know, maybe they are like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing this so I can start my own business, you know, one day. Right. And you know, yeah. any, anything like that, but you got to try and turn it. You will never, ever be good at the job you hate going to every day never yep. you know so that's true um before i ask you the last thing what's um do you have anything else that off the top of your head from the from anything fire service or advice or Ooh. anything that um you're gonna like the last thing oh great um <laughs> you know not not particular. you know I, I would say the one thing you gotta do is always always be asking questions you know, I sat down just the yeah. other day and asked the fire chief here about a run he was on years ago. Years ago. That a lot of you guys probably don't even know he was on, but it made, it, it probably made national news. Um, and I just wanted to know a little bit more about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it's always about asking questions, 
you know, and, and remembering that somebody, whether it's their first day or their last day, they always got something to offer. They always got something to bring to the table, you know. Um, yeah. it, it, it really just doesn't matter yeah. as long as you ask those questions and get to hear it. Because, you know, words unspoken are words never heard. You know what I'm saying? So if nobody tells it to you, you don't know, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I heard something last week, last week or two weeks ago, you know, um, I think it was a Firehouse Vigilance podcast, and it, and it said, you know, why do new people have to make a mistake to learn from it? Why don't we just tell them what we know? Yeah, I remember you brought that up. I was like... Dude, how cool is that? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, well, let them figure it out on their own. Well, I get it, but why not show them what you know, and then let them perfect that? Yeah. And let them find their own way after they see how it's done successfully your way, you know, versus... Letting them fall on their yeah. face, you know what I mean? Fall yeah. on their face, right? It's no different than a baby. Baby's going to get up and fall how many times before they walk, yeah. right? So if you go over there and you help them stand up every time, they're never going to figure it out on their own. Right. So why not just, you know, right, that whole lead that horse to water, but you can't make them drink? Why not give them a drink first and then show them the way <laughs> to get there, you yeah. know? That's a good point. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about that. That's a great point. But, um... As far as firefighter movies was the thing I wanted to ask about just to, oh. on a less on a less serious topic. I always get roasted about how I don't know about all the movies, so I've given I've been given assignments about certain movies to go watch like Backdraft and Ladder Forty Nine and stuff. What's your what's your the pinnacle of Oh man, movies? I don't know. There's so there's not there's not tons of fire service movies. Yeah. There there's really not. Um you know, and and right, what what does every cop do on a cop movie? Like, oh, that shit don't happen. That's not <laughs> real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. But I mean, I would take it to watch any of them. Watch the Towering Inferno. If you've never heard of the Towering, Inferno. I've heard of it. I haven't seen watch the Towering Inferno. You know, you're probably gonna have to find it on VHS somewhere. <laughs> um, maybe a DVD. I don't know. But watch the Towering Inferno. You know, it was in the it was in the Johnny and Roy emergency era. Um, I think in the seventies, um, you know, my, my dad had it on V I remember watching it on VHS at, on Creekside Drive, our old house, you know, when I was a kid growing up, um, watching it. I don't know how old I was when I watched Backdraft the first time, but I could tell you, yes, I have the special edition DVD, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, uh, you know, so just, there's nothing wrong with watching, watching them all. Just, yeah, they're all different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, in their in their own aspects, but you know, I I'd, I'd watch them. Right? My, you know, what I mean, if somebody was watching right now, like, yeah, hey, turn that on. Yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. It doesn't make me any less of a person, less of a fireman, or less of a you know, for the badass fireman. That oh, I can't believe you're watching that. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm not changing who it's I for am entertainment. for anybody, right? It's entertainment. Yeah. I'm not changing who I am for <laughs> you or anybody else. You know. Yeah. Um. So that love it or hate it, I suppose. I suppose. So That's cool. that was my. My favorite thing that I've seen is the when we were watching that FDMY documentary and they're going around like, like ragging on the new guys and yeah. doing all this stuff and it was like real footage. I was like, I like that, but I yeah. Did. There's there's so what you're doing here is cool, man. Because you know I, I'd encourage you to go talk to anybody. We're we're all gonna have different answers, but at some point yeah. in time they're all gonna come back to the same thing. Maybe maybe out of a half hour conversation or interview, we all might say one thing that's the same. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I encourage you to go talk to anybody. Hopefully, Captain Lash listens to this, and he'll say, hey, you know what, I'll be on your podcast. And all you can do is sit there and let the man talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've listened to him talk on a different one, and he was my instructor, and I'm, yep. I was very lucky I got to listen to him talk a lot. Yeah. But 
there's so many guys that I'm glad you came on here and gave a little bit of what you've learned over the years. So yeah, man, uh, I I hope he hears it and and reaches out to you. Anybody out there that's got his cell phone number, man, jump on here and give it to give it to Clay, um, so he can get a hold of him. But uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, man. Ask, ask them all, because what you're doing, right, is like you said, you're getting words out to anybody else. Whether mine, if one person takes one thing away from what I said, or they all say, I mean, that dude's full of shit. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. I always think about this quote. Um, I use a lot of quotes. That's all right. But, Unless you're not doing it with your hands this time. <laughs> this one quote is, um, I'm a part of all I have met, or something. I think it's from like a poem or something, but I think about like a guy like Captain Lash or certain guys that I have so many things that I think about on a daily basis or a weekly basis that someone just told me once, like on a whim, you know, just some little nugget that I could t- take with me and yeah. use for my life and my career. So I think it's cool when and just, just pass it on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when, when in 10 years, when somebody, some young guy says, Hey, can you be on my podcast? And you sit down and talk to him. What an honor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but f- for real. Yeah. there's so much good stuff out there on the fire service right now I wish I had more time to sit here and listen to all these podcasts that are out there and go to every conference out there Um, but as long as you have the desire to go to one of those or or pick that one you know turn that on instead of watching something else right you know Uh, I took my daughter to orthodontist this morning and we listened to a uh the old school podcast with Lasky and Salka this morning on the way that she was totally down with it. She had questions about it. That's awesome. Which is awesome. Right. And of course on the way home, she wanted to listen to music, which I'm down with, but, um, you know, so there, there's just so much out there and what all you're doing, man, is you're adding right now, even though, like I said, somebody might not care of anything I have to say, Yeah. but they might listen to it and take something away. Well, I'm glad. I'm sure somebody will take something away and, I'm glad we could add to all the stuff that's out there. I'm growing up in a good era in the fire service where there's so much information that it's like, you know, you can get as much as you want or as little as you right. want. Right. It's like Seriously. it's like COVID slowed down the conferences a little bit because of you know being in tight quarters and this that and the other. But at the same point in time, there's so much digital content mm-hmm. out there. It's everywhere, right? You know, following a few certain fire departments. You know, I can think of it like Stockton. California firefighters. They have really good videos. They have killer videos, right? The Newark, Ohio Fire Department, jump on there and watch some of theirs, right? Mm -hmm. They got, um, just, it's all over the place. You might just have to do a little bit of searching for it now, but it's all out there, you know, to go get. So I think it, the COVID did help in that aspect. There's a lot of digital content, right? Right before we came in here, we were talking about a, uh, a a class that's, I think next week that one of the guys here paid 15 bucks or whatever for, Mm -hmm. um, to, to watch, watch the class you know on the computer that night you know so that's awesome a lot of that stuff wasn't happening two years ago so but yeah thanks thanks for coming on i'm just really glad that i've that i've gotten in this career and i've already been even though i've only been in the fire service for five seconds as we like to say i've been i've already seen people um i've already seen people come to me and ask about like hey dude like how do you become a firefighter like people that don't know anything like i didn't know anything before so it's cool that i can already start telling people stuff that i know yeah Yeah. absolutely man that is awesome well thanks for having me yeah thank you i appreciate it chris red ladies and gentlemen thank you signing off